a source for good, being weaponized for evil, and it's all up to an unassuming teenager to keep it from happening. But not before he finishes his homework. It's Agent Cody Banks, this week on Sucktastic Cinema. Well, this isn't very good. Suck. Welcome back in to Sucktastic Cinema, everyone, where if these movies try too hard or know what they are, endearment is the name of the game. This is Steven here to tell you this episode is a little different. Uh, if you listened to our episode last week where we talked Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, and if you haven't, please, please, please uh, go give it a listen. Uh, we had a we had a good time doing that. We really liked how it turned out. Um, then you heard us say right at the end, uh, that we wouldn't have time to record a new episode for this week, but that doesn't mean we didn't have a backup. I think we mentioned also last week, kind of near the end, um, what this episode is, Agent Cody Banks. Um, so our backup is coming from last September. Uh, we recorded an episode for our previous podcast, The Radcast, which those archives can be found wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, but we recorded... We recorded an episode for a monthly series we tried getting off the ground to where we essentially did what we do on this podcast now. Uh, Needless to say, it didn't get much traction, and it came at a time where our traction on the Radcast as a whole was waning. However, we had a blast while recording it, and genuinely liked how we formatted the episode. So we were like, if we ever do a podcast riffing bad movies, we should roll with it like this. So kind of how, you know, we liked how we did it. So we're like, let's just do this if we ever do a, a podcast about doing bad movies. Uh, so what you're listening to is a template for what Sucktastic Cinema would become. And there is actually not much difference at all when it comes to how we conduct the show. Um, I have cut out a few things. Uh, I cut out stuff that pertains specifically to the Radcast. Um, and I redid like the who did what in the film portion, and I redid the end to keep consistent with Sucktastic, and I added what was on the, the what was on the VHS segment again to keep in line with what we do every week. Uh, other than those changes, everything else is as is, so everything else is original. And like always, if you'd be so kind, sinners, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and give us five-star rating and reviews, or give us a five-star rating and give us reviews, purely for the fact that the more five-star ratings and reviews, the better your chance of being featured. And that's, that's I mean, when you do this, you want people more people to listen. Um, so again, I, I hate we hate pandering, and we promise it's not for our egos. Five-star ratings and reviews work into the algorithm on Apple Podcasts, especially, and it kind of pushes us to the front so people can see us. And if you want to reach out on social media, we are at SucktasticPod on Instagram and at SucktasticSin on Twitter. Please and thank you for all that. And without further ado, it's movie time. And now for our feature presentation. Agent Cody Banks was released March 14th, 2003, directed by Harold Zwart, starring Frankie Muniz as Cody Banks, Angie Harmon as Ronica Miles, Hilary Duff as Natalie Connors, Ian McShane as Brinkman, Keith David as CIA director. That's just, that's, that's his name as movie CIA director. At least that's what it is on IMDb. Martin Donovan as Dr. Connors with Daryl Hammond as Earl. 
Arnold Vosloo as Mole, Daniel Roebuck as Mr. Banks, and making their second appearance each, Cynthia Stevenson as Mrs. Banks, if you heard our episode about Airbud's seventh inning fetch. She is the mom in that movie. And Noel Fisher as Finster, who he was in um, uh, Max Hebel's Big Move as uh, Troy McGinty. So go give both those episodes a listen if you're listening to this now. A box office of $59 million on a $28 million budget. And here is what was on the VHS. So it's an MGM film, and it's a montage of MGM releases right at the beginning. Uh, now coming soon to own on DVD and video, Bulletproof Monk with Sean William Scott and Chow Yun-Fat as Stifler's dad, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, special edition DVD, um, Just for Kicks is on there, which uh, it kind of came out of nowhere because I was like, I wasn't expecting that. But then now that I think about it, I think on the Just for Kicks VHS is Bulletproof, is Bulletproof Monk and Agent Cody Banks. Um, so Turnabout is fair play, so thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so Just for Kicks, which we did an episode on Just for Kicks that Matt hosted. Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde, the sequel to the very charming Legally Blonde film. Um, and uh, Cody Banks uh, bothering us about the movie we are about to watch and teasing the movie sequel, which I think is a little presumptuous that, he, that they would um, assume that people would want a sequel, but whether they... Felt people did or not, they made one. Uh, so that's what that promo is. It's essentially teasing Agent Cody Banks 2. And finally, a teaser for deleted scenes after the movie. So that's what was on the VHS. Now that all that's been said, take it away, me. Yes, the movie starts off with a high-octane opening scene. Well, yeah. second to first opening dun, scene. Dun, well, dun, the dun, first dun. scene we know Cody Banks is is some sort of CIA guy because as soon as he rolls out of bed shirtless, he's like, he's, he's all grog. He's like, <gasps> and he like and he does, does like a karate, like a karate pose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that sets the tone for the whole movie. So, She's like, Oh, this kid knows karate. So you know, he's what's a happen. secret agent. But then he leaves his house after being told to feed the little gerbil outside. Yeah. Um, and he's skateboarding away cause it's a teenager in the early two thousands. Um, and we get introduced to what his skill set really is. It happens. He Cody happens upon a mother going over to a mailbox while leaving tod- while leaving her toddler in the car in a poorly fastened car seat. Like this it wasn't even like, fastened in. Yeah, exactly. Um, the child gets out of his seat and on his way into the driver's seat, kicks the parking brake down. The car starts rolling down the hill with the child steering it. Um, Cody is air in, quotes exactly. Cody sees this happening. The mom's like. <laughs> Classic Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. um, and Cody is in hot pursuit. Yeah, Cody is in hot pursuit on his skateboard to stop the car. After causing several accidents and almost dying, Cody manages to scale the car, the moving car. I put, I put move. I was typing this so fast while yeah. still trying to simultaneously listen to the movie. I put scale the movie car, which duh. It'd be funny if he gets the cars mixed up and he's climbing the roof of someone's car. Ah, ah, so <laughs> And then the car with the toddler gets plowed by a train. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> it's uh, he scales the moving car and goes in through the sunroof to pull up the brake right before it gets blasted by a train. Which is also we don't know if that's also being controlled by a baby as well. Exactly. And the scene would have been so much better <laughs> if either role were played by a chimp. Yeah. You'll know. We'll notice. We notice this a lot in the movie. Like there's plenty of scenes where we're like. 
This would have been way better if it was played by a chimpanzee. Yeah, and they're kind. They're, I mean, okay, so there kind of was. There's this movie called Spy Mate with a young Emma Roberts. Yeah, and also the great Richard Kind yeah. is in it. That that we used we used to own it, but in yes. the move, it didn't get lost. I threw it away. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> peek behind the curtain. It didn't get lost. It got thrown away. The movie is ridiculous. It, it fits perfectly. Oh, yeah. It was, eventually, we'll probably get around to it. Yeah. But there was a movie called Spy Mate that was kind of like almost the same idea. Just basically, it's a it's a primate yeah. that is a secret agent. There are some things here and there that are different. But exactly. All that to say, there are plenty of things in this movie that, were th- that we thought this would be way better with like yeah. a chimp. Essentially, Agent Cody Banks is one of those kid or teen and or teenager is a spy and a secret agent but they're like ill-equipped to to deal like socially with people yeah like cody's big thing is he can't talk to girls yeah like because like of course but like it's one of those things where you you summarize the movie by essentially saying like he has to save the world, but not before he does his chores. Yeah, it's so, like he can he can do ten different martial arts, but he just can't talk to girls. Exactly. That's I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the top forty, we're gonna listen to Pumps and a Bump. <laughs> but uh, um, essentially, there's, love that MC him. There's a lot of scenes because Cody. Let's backtrack a little bit. So the whole thing is there's this guy by the name of Dr. Connors who's created these nanobots to help suck up oil spills or some shit. Um, and he's <laughs> yeah. showing... No, he, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's you know to help mankind. Sure. Um, and you know how it goes. There's this Dr. Brinkman guy played by Ian McShane who wants to secretly weaponize them and dismantle America's defense systems. All under the guise of financing this project from Dr. Connors. And yeah. then he comes and he's like, no, I want you to do this for me. Yeah, I want you to do this for me. Yeah. Um, which Ian McShane, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but uh, the CIA learns about this and one way they know they're going to get, because they keep sending in CIA operatives to get, like intel to get so, intel yeah. but they keep dying you can't get close to dr connor's like he's yeah. very like shut off the nerve of them they yeah. keep dying what's your problem yeah i um, thought they, you were good um which when you look at the kind of people the cia employs in this movie you're like no nah, i'm not surprised yeah exactly if, what not just in this movie what is it with these government agencies this stuff that's supposed to be like super covert hiring bumbling idiots the dude to, that the dude that works what's his name that what's like the security guard that like works the desk he's a he's a buffoon duck I don't know yeah duck duck man yeah he's an idiot yeah and then also what's the deal this is used as some sort of plot device in movies like this to where these high level security bases and people fall asleep like, yeah don't they train you not to fall asleep. Yeah. You lack discipline. Exactly. Don't. It's something called shifts. You yeah. work in shifts. Why is there only one security guard? Exactly. This is the CIA. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the CIA, you can't get close to Dr. Connors, so let's get close to his six, 15-year-old daughter. She's turning 16. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. So in order to get close to this teenager, you have to get somebody of her age. Yeah. So back to when we were talking about the, they had the CIA recruiting... Uh, camp or whatever yeah. this and then 
recruited children through arbitrary means and trained them to infiltrate things. Yeah, kind of like we mentioned before, they had this recruitment. Pro- they like they found these worthy kids. They we don't know what deemed them worthy. I guess you just mail in a subscription to CIA monthly. I don't, or know. I don't know. So they find they find a way, but essentially to get close to her, the CIA has Cody transferred to the private school. Gotta have one of these junior operatives. Like, exactly. So in order to do that, they transfer him to the school she goes to, put her in all her classes and Which, whatever. Which, in that process, they say, you need to get close to her. And Cody's like, so you want me to become her boyfriend? And he looks at Angie Harmon, she shakes her head, yes, I'm like, oh, that was never brought up to Cody. His objective is to get close to her. He assumed, oh, you want me to become her boyfriend? He's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, they didn't say that. Well, it's funny. There's, there's multiple scenes where he's trying to get to know her, and he keeps, he keeps flubbing. Um, and, and they then, never establish what day of the week it is, or if it's yeah. his second week or third. You know, it all, it all seems like all these things seem like they're happening on the same day. Yeah, exactly. The whole movie seems like it takes place on this one long it's a, day. It's all in real time. Exactly. <laughs> it's everything that happens in the movie is over the course of an hour and forty-two minutes. Yeah. Um, but of course they have the scenes sort of like, it's like his, run Lola run. <laughs> yeah. His first and second impressions are bad, but his third impression on her, like she's on a big ladder in front of the school, hanging up a banner and she's about to fall to her death. But then Cody <laughs> saves her, um, like through various means, watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they're both in the nurse's office and like, he like gets to know her and she's, he makes her laugh or whatever. He leads with, Hey, I like T.S. Eliot. Like they it, tell, they it, tell him all the these, first day, not they, in the nurse's office. Right. Right. They tell him all these things about her. Mm-hmm. So if it's me, I'm like, okay, I know all these things. So I'm just aware. Like, yeah. I'm just aware of all these things. And just, just to have this knowledge, like he goes right in. He's like, Oh, those books. And she's like, yeah. He's like, Oh, yeah, they're books. I love to read. It's like, we well, came to the right place. It's like, I love T.S. Eliot. Like if, if that were me, I'd be like, what brought that up? Why do you say that? We're in That's science kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and then there's there's this joke they use twice that was it is insensitive, but it was it's the early two thousands, and I guess it's still it's they still thought it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so at the beginning of the movie, when we first see Cody, and when we find out he's bad with women, with girls, not women, girls. Yeah. Um, he's talking to a girl in his class. She's like, "Hey, Cody." And he's like, "Would you you?" I was at you lit, and she's like, "Are you in special ed?" Um, which he's in your he's been in your class all semester. You know who he is because yeah. you greeted him in a very pleasant fashion. Exactly. Which you know, it's just there's a lot of stuff that it's an insensitive remark, but also yeah. it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, and then when he meets Hillary Duff, um, <laughs> they're uh, Hillary Duff. Uh, he's like fumbling around and he's being goofy and weird. Not like, oh, hey, hey, baby. Not goofy. Wow, 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 not, wow, wow. Not like, like Jerry Lewis. Not breaking test tubes over his head. It's like, I'm wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wild, man. Just, <laughs> I'm in the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> Hong Kong. <Yes. laughs> he just, his first day blows his cover. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm in the CIA. I can't believe I'm at this new school. I love the CIA. I'm a Jedi. <laughs> this is going terribly. Um, she like he says two like fumbles around with two things, and he says things that are unrelated to anything that's going on. Yeah. And she's like, "Are you in special ed?" Um, no, he's in all of your classes. It's like, 
again, insensitive and does not make sense within the context where you're at. So to, to rectify this after getting blowback um, and later DVD releases, the studio put an apology. Sorry about that. My bad. Put an apology yeah. inside like the liner notes of the DVD <laughs> or whatever. So I don't know why you just don't. I don't know, take out the joke. So I glazed over that part on like the IMDb trivia. And so I saw issued an apology. I imagine on further (laughs) DVD releases during that part when she says, are you in special ed? That audio goes quietly down while audio of the director comes on. I was like, hey, listen, everyone. Sorry, this was really insensitive. Like, while the dialogue, while the movie's <laughs> I think going, it'd be funny this is the... really insensitive. Sorry, everyone. I think it'd be funny if they were the same value. Yeah, yeah that, that is way funnier. It's like, oh, okay, sorry, everyone. So we got a lot of blowback with this. What I thought was a harmless joke turned out not to be. It goes so. into the next scene. So anyway, it's back to, enjoy back to Cody Banks. Uh, saving Bitcoin Bank spy. Saving uh, private Cody saving, Banks. Go, 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 Corporal Cody Banks. Saving, saving the world. Saving Carlton Banks. And action. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Harold Zawat. Um, so, I mean, he's in all of her classes, and there's this very uncomfortable Asian stereotype of a driving a driver's ed teacher. They're both Which, in driver's ed. That was Asian, Asian Cody, Cody Banks. Banks. Yeah. Um, but not to mention as start of school, he runs into bullies. You know, we see these bullies a couple times and it's, it's one of those moments in kind of a stereotypical moment in movies like this to where you get whoever has a special skill set, but they have to be covert about yeah. it. They get accosted by people and they have this fantasy of what they're going to do yeah. to which they delineate that in this movie by going to like a sepia yeah. tone or whatever, yeah. which Black in other and white. Yeah. Like something dumb and dumber. It's the same color. It's like it's, <laughs> yeah. ah, ah. and then hi, Bobby. Um, oh, baby, but, I like, missed your love. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, can I guess could let you know that it's a fantasy. But goes into this fantasy to where they're picking on him, and Cody kicks all their asses, and then shoves a test tube up one of their yeah. butts. <laughs> Hillary Duff gets all hot and bothered or whatever. Like this, yeah. this, uh, this John Woo. When like, gusts come yeah. up, um, dub but, flies across the screen. Exact shits on everybody. <laughs> um, but then, like, it goes back to the regular, like, regular picture. And what he does isn't geeky. No. Like, usually in these movies, they're like, uh, okay, sorry guys. And like, as they get pushed around, <laughs> okay. then the comeuppance, you know, the I've never seen garbage eat garbage moment comes <laughs> up, like from Superman too. Yeah. Um, that moment comes up later in the movie, but in this, Cody's just like, uh, he gets like all this espionage gear or whatever, like right. James Bond or whatever. And he has this watch toward Daryl Hammond, who's the um, the gadgets guy who equips him with all this stuff in the movie. He's like, don't press that silver button. Um, yeah, like Cody tells the kid, the main bully, yeah, you can have that watch, but like, don't press that silver button. He's like, oh, why? And the kid gets electrocuted. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's not uncool. Right. And then he goes and like shits all over his progress by like, Shit in the bed with his love interest. Yeah. Um, Ooh, T.S. Eliot electrocuted people the whole, too. Yeah, the whole yeah. T.S. Eliot bit that we just went over. Um, but, you know, there's that scene and then the driver's ed scene, he tries to impress his little lady friend by recklessly driving with an Asian stereotype teacher to a soundtrack to some punk music. Oh, yeah. It's a lot like, of punk music. Oh, Cody Banks and he's driving a color. Yeah, very like pop punk yeah. style you get because we're cool we're cool you get, and we're get, driving a car you get hot in here who's angie Harmon's character ronica miles it's like the first two times you see her enter a scene hot in here by st louis native nelly yep is played um so it's a it's a pretty of the time soundtrack yeah um there's there's 
Angie Harmon is supposed to be she she's the sex pot in the movie. Yeah. The six the sex pot in this children's movie. Yeah, which it's like choose the character trait mm-hmm. because you she's a bad a badass like strong female mm-hmm. agent yet you dress her like a hussy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that that thing it it's like if you're a comic book fan and you see these female comic book characters wearing yeah. these skimpy outfits it's like Psylocke. Yeah, exactly. Like She's a CIA agent. Psylocke, to answer your question from earlier when we were watching the movie, who did Angie Harmon play in like yes, like a 90s or early 2000s MCU? She could. Psylocke yeah. from the X-Men. Or anyway. she could play a, 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 or an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. Yeah. Um, it, like Kobe Smulders' character yeah. in like the MCU. Yeah. Anyway, way anyway, off track. Yes. Yeah. Um, they like, like you said, it's funny because she is to be taken seriously and she is this badass... FBI agent. Yet her boobs the, are falling out. But her boob popped out. <laughs> um, but uh, um, she's like, the first thing we see her in is like this red get up to where her belly is showing. Her belly this little showing. red number. <laughs> this, this little red number with her belly showing. Yeah. Which I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying. When I was a kid, that was very appealing. Yeah. I mean, and, it's appealing now. Yeah, exactly. I remember when I was a kid having a very visceral reaction yeah, to it. Like, very visceral. Yeah. Like, don't knock on the, like, leave me alone in the bathroom for five minutes. Um, Ew. I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm oh kidding. God. I'm kidding, Mom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I overreacted. Yes, you yeah. did. Um, on purpose. But she's like. She has this red jacket on, but you see like her stomach. And again, I'm not complaining, but in regards to her character being this to be taken seriously CIA agent, and I was like, maybe just maybe dress her a little more. Maybe just wear a shirt, like a nice yeah. shirt. Um, maybe but, wear like a pantsuit. Yeah, she's supposed to be this sex pot, but she gets increasingly like less sexy. And like, there's this scene where she's asking like. It's just in the training room. It's in the danger room. Another X-Men oh. reference. No, it's in this, uh, like this gymnasium with all these mats everywhere. And she's like practicing martial arts and laying out all these other agents or whatever, sparring. And Cody comes up and they start to spar. And it becomes increasingly less sexy when you can see her male stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, now it's all That's I That's all I can think about. Yeah. Um, so it ruins Angie Harmon for the rest of my life for me. I always want a Spaceballs moment to where like, <laughs> where like she's before she delivers like the final line. Mm-hmm. Cody's like, so what do I do now? And she's supposed to say, get out there and go do it. But they accidentally get the guys that go out, get out there and go do it. <laughs> and they just get in, they just get a real tight shot of a man's face, <laughs> like kiss attack of the phantom or, or, or it's profile. Yeah. So like, it's like, it's still kind of like, you can still kind of tell, but they yeah. they're trying to cover it up. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, you know, they're trying to, because it's a big plot point that he can't talk to girls and they try and help him like this. But it's like one of those typical montages of like unhelpful advice. Yeah, like all the know CIA anything. employees. And people who don't, who know very little or like toxic ways to talk to women. Which or, can be used as a comedic device because it's all these different perspectives and they're yeah. all really silly and over the top. Yeah. And then, like, eventually there's a scene at her 16th birthday party to where he blows his cover because he does these CIA martial arts. He has this big espionage moment to where he's, like, getting information about, like, Dr. He, Brinkman and he's about He's trying Dr. to get Connors. a sample of those nanobots we yeah, were talking about. Exactly. And, like, that's a that's Some pretty cool spy stuff. It, it's, it Honestly, is pretty cool. Yeah. The thing is, you almost can't go wrong with spy stuff because that stuff in and of itself is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but especially when you're using gadgets for like a teenager. Yeah. You know, you have an eye like a scrapeboard. I got I got thousand scrapeboards. Um, <laughs> but you use a scrapeboard. You have an iPod or an MP3 player. Yeah. Um, you have a cell phone. But <laughs> it's just really cool, kind of what they use. But he, what? 
Yeah. Dad's saying get a sample of these nano bots. Yeah. Out. I'm right back to that party. That's rad, dude. Yeah, rad, dude. He's in the vent and they hear. What would be funny is just it's just a shot of Dr. Brinkman and Arnold Vusloo's character, who's Dr. Brinkman's um, bodyguard, and then Dr. Connors, who's the not Andrew McCarthy looking yeah. guy, one of the Brat Packers. One of the Brat Packers. Um, but uh, you just get a shot of them talking, and then you just hear, <laughs> and they look up and they just see where Cody has his little like vision device or whatever. He's like, like his little camera. Do they see me? <laughs> do, do, do they hear me? <laughs> Hold on, I think they see me. <laughs> I, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> oh no, I, I think they see me. <laughs> There's this point of tension where he puts one of the, like, I think it's stupid how he, like, he gets it and he's still suspended from the, like, Dr. Brinkman and Vuslu's character and Dr. Connor leave the lab and it's all, like, this is red lasers on the ground, mm -hmm. um, like motion sensor shit. And he's suspended from the ceiling on his little MP3 My device. My belief is suspended like Cody Banks from a ceiling. Exactly. And he grabs one of the ice, the nanobots are in an ice cube. He grabs one of the ice cubes. Which I don't know why you're not using a glove because it's liquid nitrogen. It's not water. Yeah. Um, and he grabs it and he's like, mission accomplished. He's got this. He's got this compartment in the heel of his shoe yeah. and in like, the heel of his Nike shocks. Yeah. Uh, and Ronica and these two other agents that were these two like typical mm -hmm. agent guys or ragtag agent guys or whatever uh, that they introduce you know the beginning of the movie um, are in a van and like ha 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 and then like Cody puts it in the heel of his boot. Oh no! It's eating my shoe. Crushes it. And starts eating his shoe. And everyone's like, all right, great job, Agent Banks, blah, blah, blah. I was like, why don't we wait until he's up back in the vent? Yeah, that's my, that was my first thought when he said, all I got to say is mission accomplished. I was like, why don't you wait till you're back in the vent yeah, exactly. to Because then now you drop to the ground and you you let off all the motion sensors. And like Brinkman and Vooslu. Um, they're like, what's, what's that? Because what's that? The they're getting this beeping from Dr. Connors and like, he, and device. The, but Dr. Connors, is so he's not concerned. He's so flippant. He's it's like, motion sensors uh, could be an insect. It, it's, it's sensitive motion sensors could be an insect. And they're like, uh, probably not. What if it's not? It's like, yeah. maybe you should react more like Dr. Brinkman there. Yeah. Um, but that happens. And then again, Cody returns to the party. It blows his cover. Um, Cause like Brinkman beats and Bruce Lee, like see, they're like, that's, those are CIA moves. And then they find out that the CIA is sending kitties. Uh, CIA has a trademark on specific moves. Yes, exactly. Um, and then, um, they want Dr. Connors to do to help them out and to create all this stuff for them to weaponize it, to weaponize the nanobots and the ice cube. And they're like, the only way he'll do it is if we kidnap his daughter. So, yeah. um, Cody, because he blew his cover is kicked off of the mission. And it's actually kind of sad. Cause you, you see him build this relationship with Ronica and the CIA. But yeah. then when they kick him with the curb, I'm just like, Oh, that sucks because suck. i put myself in the shoes of like a 12 year old watching that it's like being that's like, exciting and now i gotta go back to my boring life yeah you can't, you can't watch him do the cool stuff anymore plus um, everyone keep like whenever he transfers schools his mom's like what about your friends it's like i don't recall him having any friends what friends and then when ronica they're like dropping him off at his house and he's like what do i do now she's like be a kid hang out with your friends it's like he doesn't have friends yes <laughs> what friends yeah, this you are his friends. You guys have become his only friends. This is his social life. Uh, being hello, a, darkness, being a my old agent. friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just even so, his brother hates him. Yeah, everybody hate everybody hates Cody. Although his, you can tell his parents love him. No, of course, his parents. They're like Cody, stop being dumb. Cody, get out of my sight. 
Um, but essentially, they're like, don't have any more correspondence with Natalie. Haley Duff's character's name is Natalie. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't have any more correspondence with Natalie. But then Natalie shows up to Cody's house, and they go out, and they get milkshakes. Like, bah, 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 bah. And there's this there's this extra who's a waitress who, God love her, she, like, she has a moment where she's, where she's like, she's, like, kind of dancing up with her shakes, and she's like, two... Two, she can't remember her line. Two shakes. (laughs) They're like butter pecan shakes or whatever. Like like pecan. She's like, I didn't know you like pecan. But like she like it's just for some reason it follows the waitress and she like looks at him and like gives this look like young love. And she's like, get to stepping, lady. Yeah. Um. But then like Arnold Vusu finds him and I like, like that though. You know, yeah, it's, it's the little thing. She's, she probably comes from, like, a simpler bygone era to where you'd see more kids at the soda I shop. I don't know. She didn't look that old. Okay. Well, she probably, she probably, maybe she romanticizes those eras of, like, oh, you go to the soda fountain and, like, you, you hang out with your high school you sweetheart You know, why don't we follow her instead of Cody Banks? Maybe, maybe she feels like kids these days, they don't care about romance. They she just does. care about... Yes, exactly. Putting a hot dog through a hole. The, uh, the finger in the... Throwing a hot dog down a cave. Yeah. Or what's... Throwing a hot dog... Hot dog down a hallway. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look it up, but don't look it up. Um, but, uh, um, so this waitress does that, and then, you know, Arnold Vusu and the crew, Brinkman's crew, finds Agent Cody Banks, and now he's just regular Cody Banks, Yeah. Um, with Natalie at the soda fountain, and they're running away... And like, waitress shows back up, so she does help Cody and like trips him. And she's like, yeah, yeah, uh, trips one of the guys, and <laughs> yeah, and then like Cody like does a cool flippy thing with pans and like yeah. he hits these guys and like, but it, it proves to be too much, and they kidnap Natalie and take yeah. her up to the uh, um the the mountains. What were the mountains they're up in? We just watched Rocky it. Mountains, not the Rocky Mountains. I don't remember Himalayas. Not the Himalayas. They take her up to Mount Vesuvius. The push pit, her in. The pillars of Hercules. Um, yeah, not yet. Straight to Gibraltar. <laughs> the pillars of Hercules. Exactly. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. I made that. That's not a real thing. I made that up yesterday when we were watching Greek mythology videos. I'll tell that. I'll tell you later. A little later. Tell yeah. me off the mic. They go to uh, famous mountains. And uh, let's say, for argument's sake, it's the Himalayas. It's not the Himalayas, but they're up in a mountain range um, and because that's where Dr. Brinkman's secret hideout is, and that's where he wants Dr. Connors to create I keep all thinking you're going to say Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> I'm trying not to say Brigma from Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Rookie of the Year, yeah. Um, but uh, Dr. Robotnik. Um, but essentially, that's where Dr. Brinkman's secret base is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Natalie's up there, and Cody goes rogue because he's not employed by the CIA anymore, but he like steals things from the CIA because of the bumbling security yeah. guard. And he steals all this equipment and he goes to help. He goes to save her. It's cool. Cool music plays as he snowboards I down. Wanna like, get exactly. I wanna get Great the, song. The hives uh, probably played on like Mountain Dew commercials. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, he gets trapped up in a tree and Ronica comes to save him because she's told by David Keith, like, go get him or whatever. And he's go like, get him, I'm Ronica. trying to save Natalie. And he's and, and she's like, so am I. So am I. Straight up Gibraltar. <laughs> Straight up Gibraltar. <laughs> well, I'm going to have sex with the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> we the pee hole. <laughs> um, but uh, essentially they both 
going to Brinkman's place, and it's not an uncool <laughs> moment. Uh, they find Natalie. He tells yeah. Natalie that it's he's... It's pretty exciting. He's a, he's a, for what it is. He's a super secret junior secret agent. Yeah. And he lets her know about that. And then, you know, fights ensue. You know, Cody fights this group of people. Ronica fights this group of people. And then Dr. Brinkman's chefs come out with, like, rolling pins. Exactly. And it's he like fights an, them. Oh, well, it's like an airplane, too, during, yeah. like, the uh, um, during the cross-examination scene yeah. in the court. So, like, everybody's going up to slap the hysterical yeah. woman. And it pans out. And it's just a line of people. And, like, people are or punching the, their hands. Or the, the bar fight in yeah. airplane. Yeah. Or the first airplane. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But not the bar fight. Like, in the first airplane, on the airplane, it's the same thing. Yeah, but there is a bar fight. In the yes, first... I know there's a bar anyway, fight in that's airplane. what I was thinking of. Go um, ahead. Sorry. But anyway, um, so essentially, fights break out. Ronica beats up these goons. Um, said Harry beats up these goons. There's nobody <laughs> named Harry in this movie. Harry Banks. <laughs> Saving Harry Banks. Agent Cody, Cody Harry Banks. Agent Harry Cody Banks. Um, Lizzie Mark McGuire. Um, but... Uh, um, Cody beats up these people and then the whole place is exploding because Cody set a bomb and uh, Agent Brinkman, Dr. Brinkman is defeated <laughs> by <laughs> double Agent Brinkman. <laughs> oh no. Uh, but double Agent Brinkman. He's defeated by Natalie. She takes one of those ice cubes and in slow motion, again, another John Woo gust of wind comes up. And she puts it in his mouth, and he accidentally swallows it, and the nanobots start eating him alive. Kind of, it's kind of grotesque for like yeah. a kids' movie like this, but whatever. Um, and then, but, but whatever. As the place is exploding around them, uh, Ronica and Doctor Connors get separated from Cody and Natalie. They go up to a helicopter, a heaven copter. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we uh, don't say hell on here. <laughs> we don't swear on the show. A hecacopter. A hecacopter. Um, freedom fries. Um, but, uh, and then Cody and Natalie go a different way. Cody hops on these snowmobiles and just rides it up the steps up to the helicarrier, heaven carrier, where the, where the heaven copter is to where Ronica and Dr. Connors are. Um, there's another more points of tension because like the doors won't open or whatever. And Cody goes like starts heaving nanobots. The nanobots have gotten loose. The nanobots are loose and start eating kind of the steps leading up to the helipad. So like Cody goes down and starts chucking ice cubes at the door and it melts the door. The nanobots yeah. melt the door. And this whole time Cody has apparently beaten the henchman played by Arnold Vuslu. And uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, hooray, hooray, Princess Penelope. Hooray. Um, but uh, he sees the little thing, the little yeah, like the heli- mini helicopter. The helicopter gets out. They're on the top of a mountain edge. And like, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's about to go. Gee, the sun the- will come out he's about, tomorrow. He's uh, got to hop on this CIA like, um, like, like personal helicopter. Yeah, personal thing. helicopter the thing, thing. The thing that, that Ronica showed up in yeah, to save him from exactly. that Exactly. So he sees that. He's going to go hop on it. But he's kind of like looking at that, looking at them. The shot is of um, Cody. And this is done perfectly the way you should do a jump scare. Like it's this very angelic chorus that plays. And then the music cuts out for a split second. And then rip, like yeah. screech of strings mixed with like somebody mixed in like what sounds like a high pitched scream. Yeah. Um, and it's Arnold Vuslu's character yeah. comes up from behind him, takes him down. He's like, you messed up my haircut. See? Cause he has like a weird haircut. that looks like a yarmulke. Yeah. Um, but 
they have a fight and then Cody like fights him over to the little personal helicopter, straps him into it and puts destination CIA, which takes him yeah. to CIA, which they're a long way from the CIA. Exactly. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but then he eventually jumps onto the legs of the helicopter, goes up and he's like, go, 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 go. And then the end of the movie is Cody, very star Wars, new hope. Um, gets like, like is congratulated. Like, he, he gets congratulated. We yeah. see kind of Arnold Boosley's character and these like shackles get taken away. Congratulations, Cody Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Sims. <laughs> um, and like everybody's congratulating. He's walking down an aisle of people like clapping and everyone, the people we've seen in the movie so far, congratulate him or whatever. Mm-hmm. He finally meets up with Keith David who, you know, he's the big wig at the CIA and like congratulates him and whatever. In the end of the movie, he's like, if there's anything else I can do for you, he's like, well, there is one thing. He gets Natalie her driver's he license. He gets Natalie her driver's license. We didn't license. mention she's a terrible driver. She's a ter- she's a very, like, very reckless. Yes. Which that's on your head there. She's like, I can't believe I got my driver's license. It's so, so fast too. She's, she's a very, she's a terrible driver. Uh, she's right to fail the driving she's test. She's so giddy. Uh, she's so happy. Look at her face. She's so happy. <laughs> Tell her no. <laughs> uh, God. I dare you. I stop. Tell her no. Um, you try telling her no. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I'm not good with aphrodisiacs. <laughs> it's from The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, essentially, and then they have the scene to where like, Cody and Natalie are in front of the sunset. There's cheesy dialogue. She's like, it's beautiful. And he's, he's like, like, so are you. He's like, you are. You, you are. You uh, are. And then they're about to kiss, and then Ronica comes up on his little, like, virtual thing. He's like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only help. Exact type thing. She's yeah. like, Agent Banks, blah, blah, blah. We need you. Agent Banks, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and she said, little boy blue, I'm stuck in a shoe. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they go by nursery rhymes. That's yeah. how they how their code. And then, like, Natalie pushes her off, and you hear her go, ah! Yeah. And then they kiss, and I thought the song at the end was "I Do Anything," but it's close. Not, but it's it sounds not. like it should be. It's a yeah. it's a song like that. That's Agent Cody Banks. The sequel happened a year later, and Andy still ha- haven't watched it. Ronica's not there. Natalie's not there. It's a new crop. Of so people. I'm not there. Yeah, just kidding. I'll probably watch it. Yes, that was Agent Cody Banks. Thank you for listening, everybody. Next week we will be we will be back with a new Sucktastic Cinema original if you will but until then the house lights are up the film's off the reel you don't have to go home but you can't stay here we'll see you next time